Mark chapter 9, the transfiguration. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept the matter to themselves, discussing what rising from the dead meant. And they asked, Why do the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied, To be sure, Elijah does come first and restores all things. Why then is it written that the Son of Man must suffer much and be rejected? But I tell you, Elijah has come, and they have done to him everything they wished, just as it is written about him. I don't know about you, but I absolutely love this time of year. With the exception of the middle of this week, the weather is usually really nice. It's warm and it's sunny. And whilst there's lots going on, there's a bit of a break from the usual stuff that happens week in and week out. And for a lot of people, it's a chance to go on holiday. Some of us will have already been away. Some people are yet to go. But the only problem I find with going on holiday is that the week before it is usually manic, making sure everything is done that needs to be done before you go. But also that whilst you're away, have you ever found yourself thinking about all the stuff you've got to do when you get back? It's really hard to totally switch off from everything. It's that knowing that you'll be playing catch-up when you get back that's kind of distracting sometimes when you are away. And when you do go on holiday, the inevitable happens. It's time to come home again. It's always a nice feeling to be back in your own home and in your own bed and get a proper night's sleep. But then reality kicks in. It's back to the daily routine that you'd managed to leave for a week or so. And sometimes you just wish you had another week to get over it. But before long, everything is back to normal. And I wonder if sometimes our spiritual lives can be a bit like that too. Often we go somewhere to an event, to a big meeting, and we have an encounter with God. It might even just be a normal Sunday service. I hope that sometimes it is. But we find ourselves having one of those mountaintop experiences. 
There are some times that we meet with God in a truly powerful way, and we can't really describe the feeling we get from those times. They're simply amazing. Sometimes we know for sure that we have heard God speaking to us. We know that we're in his presence, and we just don't ever want to leave. A bit like not wanting to come back from holiday. But as with holidays, the inevitable happens and it's time to go back to normal. We come back to reality. We come back down from that mountaintop, just as the disciples came down from that mountaintop after their encounter with God. And let's not see that as a bad thing, because life is made up of mountaintops and valleys. And many times you have to come down from the mountaintop to continue along your journey. I wonder if you can relate to what I'm saying. Have you ever had that mountaintop experience and just wanted to stay there? Well, that's where we find those disciples in this morning's reading. They're having their mountaintop experience with Jesus. They see more and more of his glory and his power. And then he tells them that it's time for them to come off the mountain and be about the father's business Uh, verses two onwards says after six days jesus took peter james and don with him and left him up the mountain where they were all alone there he was transfigured before them his clothes became dazzling white whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them and it carries on and eventually they have to come back down from the mountain It will have been an amazing time for those disciples. Yes, they'll have been a little bit afraid and unsure of what was going on, but they will have known they were in God's presence. They'd been privileged to have that mountaintop experience with Jesus. They quite literally had a mountaintop experience. But then they had to come back down the mountain. That special time was over and they had to get back to the work they were called to do. I wonder when your last mountaintop experience was and how did you handle coming back to reality again? Did you come back down to reality easily or did you immediately find yourself in a deep, dark valley? So often we can find ourselves going from a spiritual high into a really deep, dark time with challenges and discouragement. When we're on the mountaintop, we can forget about the problems that we face for a while, can't we? We can see Jesus all the more visibly. We can hear God all the more clearly. And those times on the mountain, wherever we find them, well, they're great. But we all need to come off the mountain. But the thing is, the thing that we need to remember is that even if we're not on the top of a mountain, we can go through whatever we're facing with God by our side. We can still see Jesus We can still hear from God. Because although we might be back to the normal daily routine, God never, ever leaves us. And you know, I think this is one of the most important lessons we can learn to help us keep our faith strong. I've met many people who think that the spiritual highs will be the be-all and end-all of their Christian faith. They go to their big events be it the summer festivals or the big ones around Easter, and I'm not criticising them at all, they're great. But they have an amazing time with God, and then they come back to their normal routines, to their everyday experiences with God, 
and they're no longer satisfied. You see, when you come off the mountain, it can be confusing. It was confusing for those first disciples. In verses 9 to 10, we're told that as they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone until they had seen the Son of Man risen from the dead. They kept the matter to themselves, discussing what risen from the dead meant. I'm guessing they didn't really understand what was going on and why they couldn't speak to people about it. They just had an amazing time and they had to keep it to themselves. Can you imagine having the experience they had and not being able to talk about it? And even if they had told the others, I wonder if they'd have truly got what had been going on. They won't have quite understood what it meant to have seen Moses and Elijah and hear the voice of God so clearly. If you've ever come back to reality from a mountaintop experience, be it a festival, a conference, or just a powerful church service, where you've experienced God's power in a special way, you'll know what it feels like to be ultra-excited, to have felt God's power and want to tell people about it. But sometimes people just don't grasp your excitement or share it with you. And that can be really confusing. When we come off the mountaintop, it can be a bit of a shock to the system. You might go from a spiritual high to somewhere where you're not even sure God is still with you. But you know, just because life returns to normal doesn't mean that God is no longer there. Jesus walks with us through the valleys. He walks with us up the mountain. Jesus is with us wherever we are. And you know, things can sometimes be a bit discouraging too. When they all came down off the mountain, they were straight back to what they'd been doing. And as they were doing that, if we read further on in the passage in Mark, then we see that there was a boy with an unclean spirit. Now, I won't read that passage to you. You can read it to yourselves later. But the disciples weren't able to deal with the unclean spirit in the boy. They tried but it hadn't worked. But Jesus then stepped in and sorted out the situation. But the disciples were concerned as to why they couldn't do what they were wanted to do in that situation. Have you ever come back from a mountaintop experience so fired up in your faith and then tried to share your testimony with someone or tried to step out in faith and do something only for things to not go your way? You just perhaps don't see the results you expect to see, or quite get the response that you're hoping for. Well, when we come across those situations, we can easily be discouraged. Things can change very quickly once we're off the mountain. But as well as discouraging, sometimes when you come off from a mountaintop experience, things might be downright devastating. It was when the disciples came down off the mountain that Jesus told them, that he would suffer and die. He told them that he'd be betrayed and that he'd be killed. And you can imagine this will have really shaken them. There are all sorts of devastating things we face in life. It might be bereavement, it might be divorce, it might be unemployment, it might be a whole load of things. But quite often, when we face those devastating things in life, it affects our spiritual life too. It's very easy to go from being in the midst of God's presence and very tangibly feeling him with you to blaming God when things go wrong. 
But we need to remember that whatever we face, we face it with God by our side. We can have a hope in him because there's no mountain high enough that he cannot move it. No sorrow deep enough that he cannot soothe it. There's nothing that we can ever face that he will not help us overcome. But you know, as well as the difficult and devastating things we face, there's also just going back to the daily routine. The disciples went back to the daily routine. Admittedly, the stuff the disciples got up to when Jesus was still with them was pretty exciting. They got to spend a lot of time with Jesus, and that must have been pretty amazing. But they had everyday stuff to do too. They had taxes to pay. They had all sorts of ordinary things to do. No matter how spiritual they were, they still had to get on with the things of day-to-day life. And the same goes for us. We still have to work. We still have to pay bills. We still have to deal with all sorts of situations we come across. We still have to live our ordinary lives. Going to work cooking, cleaning, eating, sleeping, and whatever else we do to fill our time. And it's this day-to-day existence that can really take from our spiritual high. In fact, it's this day-to-day existence that can really make us go off track if we're not careful. When we sometimes go through difficult times, we can often turn to God God, once we've done blaming him. But we often think we can deal with the little day-to-day things on our own. And it's so easy to miss God out. And we need to make sure that we don't do that. So when we face confusing situations, remember that Jesus is there. When we can't understand why people aren't grasping our excitement about something. When people aren't helping us change the world as we would like. Jesus is still with us. He was with Peter, James and John when they couldn't tell people about what they'd experienced. When we face discouraging situations, he's with us there too. When we've come down from a mountaintop experience, be it recently or years ago or whenever it might have been, when none of our efforts seem to be getting us anywhere or making a bit of difference, then we get discouraged, but Jesus is still there. Continue to serve God in the ways that you do. The results are up to him. The disciples couldn't heal the boy with evil spirits, but Jesus could. It's Jesus who does the saving, not us. Our job is to keep on keeping on. And when we encounter devastating situations, guess what? Jesus is with us there too. When things don't go as you hope and everything seems to fall apart, remember we don't face anything alone. When you think of blaming God for the things that aren't working out, remember that he's with us whatever we face. And if we feel far from God, remember it's not always him, well it's never him that's moved. Because he promises never to leave us. Matthew twenty-eight twenty says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. God is always with us to help us through. And in our daily lives, Jesus is right there. I wonder how long is it since you truly met with God, since you tangibly felt his presence and heard his voice so clearly. Getting back to the daily routine can be difficult, like when we've been on holiday or when we've been on a spiritual mountaintop. But God is always with us. He's also with us as we climb up the mountain. 
He's there with us as we come back down. Coming off the mountain can be disappointing and it can be difficult. And the temptation is that people just seek after those high spiritual experiences and that kind of excitement all the time. They want everything to be like it was back then. And the truth is, that means they're never satisfied. Mountaintop experiences are good, but they can't be what sustains us. So, especially young people or those who haven't been Christians for very long, if you remember one thing from today, I want you to know that whilst mountaintop experiences are good, while those huge events can be helpful, they're not the be-all and end-all. They're not the most important thing in life. Being able to continue your relationship with God outside of the hype of an event or the atmosphere you get when thousands of people gather together, well, that's what matters. Being able to continue relationship with God and the descent from the mountain and deep down in the valleys, well, that's what will sustain you. If you think you can only meet God somewhere else, then we're getting it wrong. We need to know and experience God in the everyday situations of life. We need to meet with God in the reality we face week in and week out. And I can assure you that if you're open to that, if you expect to meet God when you're doing your Bible study and praying on your own, as much as you do at a big event, then you'll never be disappointed and that you'll have a faith that will be sustainable and will last. And we'll not only take you up to the mountaintop from time to time, but we'll keep you strong in the valleys. Enjoy those mountaintop experiences, just as I'm sure those disciples treasured that experience for the rest of their lives. But whatever you do, don't think that's all there is in life. There's so much more to being a Christian than that. So stay in a relationship with God, who can meet you on the mountain, but will never leave you in the depths of the valley. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that wherever we are, you are always with us. We thank you for those moments where we truly experience your power and your presence. We thank you for those treasured times, but help us never to lose heart and never to lose our faith in the day-to-day normal routines of our lives. Help us to remember that whatever it is we're doing, you're always there. Amen.